Hello What's there. That? Welcome back to the final episode of season 11 of Star Wars in a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars things we get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And today, episode 92, we are doing our retrospective on season one of Star Wars The Bad Batch. We're doing our normal retrospective prompts. We're looking back on the season as a whole. I This is being recorded on the same day as episode 91. And as such, we are going to be talking about this without talking about season two of The Bad Batch. I've seen the first three episodes. Jacob has not. So we're going to talk about it without talking about that stuff. But without any further ado, Jacob, you want to kick this stuff off? Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, for my overall thoughts on the season, I thought it was I thought it was a really nice season. I thought it was pretty nice. I definitely enjoyed it more the second time around. I think it absolutely it I, I agree everyone. with that. It had some really good episodes. It had some really great moments. I thought the themes were really interesting. It was really, really thought provoking, really gave me a lot to chew on every single episode. I think it was weakened. It was weakened a bit by kind of, you know, obviously the very episodic the structure, the format of it all, kind of a little bit too mission of the day oriented. But I mean, that's kind of par for the course with the kind of show it is. You know, it is kind of a little bit of a younger, not not necessarily a full-on kids show, but, you know, it is marketed. It is aimed at a little bit of the younger side of the audience. So with that in mind, I think it does a really good job of, you know, balancing out making it accessible to younger fans, you know, people in you know, elementary, and also, you know, throwing in a lot of stuff that, that fans of, of any age and maturity level can, can appreciate. So overall, with that in mind, I think I can cut it a little slack and say that it was a really great season. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to read what my notes say, because honestly, I, 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 I'll expand on it a little later, but, but I wrote, Beautiful season altogether, really great display of how the Empire rises as the major galactic power. The dynamics between Crosshair, Hunter, and Omega drive the season forward. Wrecker and Tech have some good moments in there, but I really wish Echo had gotten more time to shine. We know him extraordinarily well, yet well-known parts of his character weren't explored until episode 14 of the season, which seems extremely late. Season Season 2 already seems to be fixing this, which is good. I also feel like after Replacements, the third episode, the show took quite a while to get going again. It lost a bit of its luster after that with Cornered and Rampage, and also again after Ryloth with with, with Infested and a bit of War Mantle. And I hope it doesn't fall into me- too many more episode of the week pacing challenges in season two. The other episodes, however, were phenomenal. The beginning arc, the Ryloth arc, Common Ground, the Bracca arc, and the two-part finale aren't just good episodes of Star Wars television. They're downright great with powerful messages and interesting world building around an era that we really didn't know too much about before in canon. Tons of fun and energetic action sequences, specific shout out to the escape on Raxus Secundus and the Ion Cannon uh, and the Ion Cannon sequence on Bracca as two really engaging action sequences. As of now, I've seen the first three episodes of season two and they do a really great job of building on what we've gotten in season one, but the first season absolutely deserves all the credit in the world for building the foundations of the directly post-Revenge of the Sith era. I, 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 obviously I wrote it, but I stand by everything I wrote. I, I, I'll just say that it's a really great foundation. I think this is one of the most underrated pieces of Star Wars content that, that exists in canon right now. I think a lot of people count out the Bad Batch because it is not as instantly memorable to them as the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. And I think that is honestly, in my opinion, just a, a symptom of time. 
I think Clone Wars and Rebels have had that much more time to marinate with people. And I think that the Bad Batch was released at such a more crowded time for Star Wars. And I don't think it got a chance as much to leave its mark yet. I think it will. But I think that... I, I think that people who aren't as crazy about the Bad Batch, I can encourage them to give it another chance. I'm not saying it's the greatest piece of Star Wars ever to exist, ever. But it has some really fantastic, rich themes and rich just episodes and stuff to really chew on and you know it, it I, I feel like the bad batch can be a really great uh, a thing with animation to like really like get a bit of everything that's what i'm really excited about for the rest of season two is there isn't a lot that the bad batch can't do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. there aren't a lot of places that they can't go and the 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 lack of limitations on 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 this show, as compared to other shows, is extremely exciting to me. Yeah, I was really impressed by how many how many different, you know, every Star Wars project, every especially the shows, you know, they all kind of have their guiding questions. I feel like the Bad Batch especially was asking so many different guiding questions. Yeah, every week that it just made it. I really, I think I really enjoyed the rewatch because there was just so much. Just so much to sink your teeth into, whether the episode Absolutely. was whether whether the episode or good was good or bad, or memorable or not memorable. There are very few of them that are, at the very least, I don't think any of them that I would say at the very least were flat out uninteresting, which I can't always say for I, every other. I would I would disagree with you on that one, but the number that I feel like were were for me uninteresting is extremely low. It's low at the very least, yeah. Yeah. I think as time, I think as time goes on, people will, I think it'll start to resonate a bit more. I mean, like Rebels, even after a lot of people didn't like the slow start, even after season four and even after the show concluded, I feel like it really took a couple of years for for it to really start resonating. Yeah, with I agree with that. Find find its yeah. praise, and I hope that I hope that season one of the Bad Batch happens because I saw. I got dismissed pretty quickly by a lot of people, which is fine, you know. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, but I think this show does it does a lot of things pretty well that can go unnoticed if you're not looking for them. Yeah. I also think that this is that the Bad Batch has hit a bit of a curse that I feel like a lot of stuff recently has. I feel like a lot of the 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 Disney Star Wars stuff has been this is just my opinion, but I feel like it has been a little harshly criticized compared to stuff pre the Disney acquisition. And I, and I'm I, by the way, I'm counting Rebels. I'm I'm the Rebels is the only exception, by the way. Rebels, I think, like I'm putting Rebels in with stuff like the Clone Wars and the prequels and the originals, and even like classics from Legends like The Force Unleashed or Kotor or what have you. But I feel like people have these high lofty expectations for and i'm not saying like i'm not just talking about like the sequels or i'm talking about like stuff like the sequels i'm talking about obi-wan kenobi i'm talking about the mandalorian i'm talking about the bad batch i'm talking about a lot of stuff and i'm not saying that people are are bad for criticizing this stuff but i think that i think that a lot of this stuff has been released in such a negative era for fan commentary that i think people sometimes default 
to those negative. And I think that as time goes on, I think things like The Bad Batch, things like The Mandalorian, which, by the way, and I'm not saying everybody hates The Mandalorian, but I think that The Mandalorian is going to look better, look way better 10 years from now than it does now to most people. I think The Bad Batch 10 years from now is going to look way better than to, to, to a lot of people than it does now. I think that I think a lot of these things are going to age better than they look like they're aging right now. Yeah, I think that many many fan bases throughout throughout different throughout different medium are like this, and Star Wars is no different. A lot of fan bases are kind of in geekdom to some extent, like Star Wars. Really, people are really really wary of new things, and I think that because of the kind of the receptions and regardless, I'm not talking about the not passing judgment on anything, not, not trying to start anything right now, but because of kind of the receptions and the way that a lot of people felt about some of the, the star Wars, the star Wars projects that Disney has put out, you know, the sequel movies, rebels, maybe for people who didn't like that. I feel like it's it, it, people are, I feel like people now, a lot of fans now are more jaded substantially more jaded now than they were three to five years ago yeah that's what i i I definitely agree with that or or five to seven or you you know pretty i mean i mean i feel like the last jedi kind of was the thing that really opened the floodgates maybe that maybe that's just me but in terms of in terms of of, i think it opened the floodgates from a certain for a certain part of the internet i think it I, i think it opened the floodgates for the fandom menace and I think the fandom menace kind of then swept through and like kind of had their impact on all of the different sides of the internet. And I'm not saying that everybody who hates Last Jedi is fandom menace. I'm saying that I think everybody, whether or not, whatever your opinions on The Last Jedi, whatever your opinions on The Rise of Skywalker, whatever your opinions on any of this stuff is, has been in some way affected by the fandom menace discourse. I think I think in general, regardless of the reason, I think most people, at least at least from from what I've seen more, most people seem a little bit more jaded and wary. Yeah, absolutely. Than they and, were and five to seven years. I will I will say this to give Lucasfilm a lot of credit on this part. The fact that the Bad Batch is getting a second season is fantastic. I think the Bad Batch, from what I've seen, it has been one of the least popular of the star wars series and i'm not saying like that people aren't watching it i'm saying that i believe that people i i, I remember like just people be, a lot of people being very lukewarm about it but and i'm not saying it doesn't have its fans it does it absolutely does and that's why i'm glad that they're sticking to their guns with this that they're not caving to a lot of the internet noise that oh this sucks or oh this is too cameo focused or oh blah 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 I'm glad that 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 all that that people are recognizing like that that a lot of people are recognizing the true greatness that is the Bad Batch, and I'm glad that that there that Lucasfilm isn't caving to like to to you know people are like people who are talking about like bad faith criticism. I'm not talking about like real legitimate criticism or like like oh why do we have to see it through these people or why do we care about the clones anymore or oh this is just Clone Wars season eight. Or you know all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm glad that they that they see that they're sticking to to the Bad Batch and they're sticking to this 
show to explore this era because it's really all we got right now. Yeah, I hope that they I hope that they expand the world building and 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 the scope of what we've seen even further. Yeah, in season. I I, I, th I think you'll be very excited about uh, about. I'm very excited about all three episodes we've gotten so far in season two of the Bad Batch, and I I, I really hope you will be too. I think. I, I think I think there's some really great stuff in there. I'll just say that. Right. Should we proceed on to our rankings? Yeah, ranking the episodes. Can you read your list from from sixteen to one? All right, from sixteen to one. In sixteenth, I had Rampage. In fifteenth, I had Bounty Lost. In fourteenth, I had Common Ground. In thirteenth, I had Infested. In twelfth, I had Devil's Deal. In 11th, I had Rescue on Ryloth. In 10th, I had Cornered. In 9th, I had Cut and Run. In 8th, I had Decommissioned. In 7th, best episode was Reunion. 6th for me was Camino Lost. 5th was Replacements. 4th was Battle Scars. 3rd was War Mantle. My second favorite episode was Return to Camino. And my favorite episode of Season 1 of The Bad Batch was Aftermath. Very nice, very, very nice. I'll read mine 16 to you. Okay. Right. Number 16, Infested. Number 15, Cornered. Number 14, Rampage. Number 13, War Mantle. Number 12, Replacements. Number 11, Aftermath. Number 10, Common Ground. Number 9, Devil's Deal. Number 8, Rescue on Ryloth. Number seven, decommissioned. Number six, Camino lost. Number five, return to Camino. Number four, bounty lost. Number three, cut and run. Number two, battle scars. And number one, reunion. We had incredibly different lists. What do you want to cover with these lists, Jacob? Where do you want? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? I'm interested to hear your opinions because I had Bounty Lost at number four and you had it second to last. I just didn't really, you know, ranking these episodes were very, very hard for me, I want to say, because I think they the Bad Batch, I think, works the best because there's so many episodes, I think, in the middle that kind of drag a little bit and feel like a little bit of, of a filler or just a little bit too mission of the day e. I think they they work better when you kind of think of them as one continuous story, and then just you know kind of focus on the parts that you like, focus on the things that matter, and then spend less time thinking about parts that don't. For, I just think that the way this episode came together, it, it didn't. It just didn't really resonate with me. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy, you know, just, just the pacing, the 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 tempo of this episode that much I, I just didn't really the execution just just wasn't really there for me okay yeah no that, that's totally fair for me i really like the world building i like boravia a lot this showdown between cad bane and fennec shand is fantastic and that is true uh, there is that going for it <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and for me for me i feel like i divide this season into two parts basically there's the rest of the season there's 14 ranging from good to fantastic episodes. And then there's Cornered and Infested, which neither of them really do much for me. And yeah, I, I guess for, for, for me, I know I think you probably regard the episodes a lot more equally than I do. 
because for me it is really the 14 and then the then then the two and i guess i was just shocked to see it that low yeah i mean i mean for me it's kind of there's the top the top six or or eight you know aftermath return to camino war mantle battle scars replacements camino lost and then all the other ones they just kind of like yeah you know they all have their ups and downs but they're not none of them are None of them are particularly amazing as single as single episodes. Yeah. I'm surprised you had Reunion yeah. that low because actually, well, let's not talk about Reunion now because that's my favorite. Let's talk about let's see what what are what are other episodes that we disagreed on quite a bit. War Mantle. Let's talk about War Mantle. You looked like that episode a lot more than I did. I thought it was one of the most memorable episodes. I loved LC and Gregor. You know, I really I really like kind of the mystery mystery aspect of it the world building aspect of it um it i it just really kind of it, it all just clicked for me in that episode and i really liked i really liked what they did there that's fantastic for me i i like a lot of what you you've talked about for me it's about the pacing for me i really feel like it should have been two episodes i feel like they tried to get through things a little too fast mm, that's that's um, fair that's fair i see that. and 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 i and i, and I think that that they had two <laughs> very strong plots that both deserve their own episode but they were kind of jammed into one episode but i, I still very much like it I, I i like it like the gap between war mantle and rampage which is my number 14 is pretty big and the gap between rampage and cornered is even bigger so yeah should we get to favorite and least favorite episode yeah yeah let's do it let's talk about your favorite episode okay. aftermath aftermath i mean i think like i like i said or i actually haven't said it this time but i think like like I've said about the Bad Batch and you know season seven of the Clone Wars as well, I think this kind of Clone Wars continuation type of of of, of content, I think it's at its best when it is hitting these big moments and it kind of falters when it has to come up with things to take up the space. So I think that this it's so it's so taut, it's so suspenseful. It 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 just. It does what it needs to do. It doesn't do too much more than that. It nothing's really superfluous. And then you would just have some really, really amazing sequences, like the Order sixty six sequence, for instance. Like that one, that one sequence for me is is just so so memorable that it that it bounces that episode up a ton. I guess to talk about mine, mine is my number one is reunion, which is just mm. for me the definition of an epic bad batch episode, just in the scale of it all. I think the Ion Engine sequence when they're trying to escape the Ion Engine of the crashed Venator is one of the most underrated sequences in Star Wars. That's one of the most like creative kind of out of the box. It's just so crazy. And the fact that it works is honestly even the crazier part. The fact that it works. And like, you know, I I probably... What did you say? What was that? Like it doesn't feel too unbelievable. Which is a big, it doesn't feel too unbelievable, which is a big yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, or, it's just uh, that ridiculous. Like or, it's um, just that ridiculous. It's actually... just ridiculous enough, but it's not too ridiculous. Yeah, and like I, I yeah. know I dislike, yeah. I know I dislike Cad Bane more than the average Star Wars fan does, but even I can't deny it. the reintroduction of Cad Bane after ten years of not seeing him was really good. It was really well done. Like I could, I I remember just being so shocked when I saw it. Like it just, it just really worked. 
I, like there's there's no other way for me to describe it. It just really it just really hit for me. I I I, I was, yeah, it was so it was great. It was incredibly impressed by that. Yeah. The first person tracking shot of Hunter's like GUI in his helmet sort of thing after they lose Omega is oh, yeah. like the most heartbreaking shit ever. It just packs a punch, man. It just really does for me. Let's go to your least favorite episode, which is Rampage. It just it just felt like the most kind of superfluous mission of the day episodes where they're just like, oh gosh, we got a 16 episode season. We gotta we gotta find something to to fill up the space. And that's just something that I think that a show like The Bad Batch, like it just shouldn't do. Like it's not it's not Rebels. I think Rebels is is one of the shows that can really get away with that kind of with that kind of storytelling because they do such a good job of of creating this 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 found family dynamic that makes that so compelling but i just think that that's not where that's just to me not what the bad batch needs to be doing and it, it's it's frustrating to to watch that happen it just makes me feel it just makes me feel impatient yeah. when i see, when i see it happen and i think i definitely feel to- that with my least favorite episode of the Bad Batch, infested. Mm-mm. Um, of course. Just, just you know how, how what you know the vitriol I have for that episode. I do know. I is it is it partly insect insect related? Because I know you also hate the any of the brain worm episodes. No, actually, it's not. It's it really, really? isn't. It. I have a specific thing with worms and like snake crawly things. Oh, I see. Like I the slithery crazy. stuff, but no, no, the bugs, the bugs are fine. Really, the problem with the bugs in Infested is that they're not used enough. Yeah, they feel like a huge paper tiger. Like they just they just kind of fly. Like what? They just fly around and they're built up, and then they're just like, okay, they fly now. You gotta escape from them. They fly now. They fly. They fly now. Fly now. It's one of those moments where you're just like. And then the light, like what the, the light bomb or whatever it is. Yeah, the light bomb. That's cool. It it takes two seconds, but it's cool. Yeah, kind um, of feeling like we're better than this. Y- yeah. We're better. Uh, anything else for the, the? Actually, let's get to the best character. Best character this season. Who you got? Oh, I can't pick just one character. I think one of the things that that really makes the Bad Batch great on the rewatch is every single character pretty much has something going. Like every single main character, at least is really really compelling and well done i think i'm gonna give it to i'm gonna give it to hunter because we see him do so much struggling and grappling and soul searching and it, it really it really is remarkable for a star wars animated show what they did with them in this season that's a that's a really great choice for me I remember when I saw the trailer for the Bad Batch and it's like, oh, they got a kid with the Batch now. I'm like, okay, sure. It could be fine. could be bad. I don't know how this is going to go. And then by the end of like the first half of Aftermath, um, I turned into that in one meme, which is the, I've only known this character. I've only known this girl for like 20 minutes, but if anything happens to her, I will kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yeah, like I will die. Omega for, is the sweetest baby girl. Child. 
uh, Omega is the sweetest baby girl, and I love her so much. And Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rao and all the writers like knocked out of the park with making her be like one of the most likable characters I've ever seen. Long does a like kills it every time with with the performance of her, both in season one and now in season two. Omega is is absolutely for me the standout character of the season. Omega and steals the show so many times. You're absolutely right. She she really does. And it's not really like I love the other batch. I love all the other side characters we get. Not really particularly close. It's Omega all the way for me. Omega's worst character. Worst character or characters this season. Mm. I'm gonna go with Sid. You don't like Sid? It's a little bit of a cop out. I I don't like Sid. I think that her kind of the the way that they they kind of pitch pitch this character to the audience of like oh the the gruff but you know gruff but lovable you know kind of blunt blunt tells it like it is sarcastic kind of auntie character. It all falls apart when you realize that she is literally just like financially manipulating them and is completely remorseful, and that really really like gets on my nerves really quickly yeah. when I'm rewatching this. I'm like, are we are we like not supposed to like just be like really pissed off at her? Like, it is a weird this? relationship like, are, that are the, we not supposed the to, show has with Sid. Are we not supposed will... to just be all in a tizzy right now? Yeah. I, I will say that she does appear in, in the first episode of season two for ten minutes maybe. I, I was, I was going to say, like, it's not very long. It's like five minutes, maybe. But but for me, you know what I got to say? To quote the infamous meme, fuck Roland Durand. All my homies hate Roland Durand. <laughs> but, you're not a Roland. Fuck, you're not, you're not and Roland I cannot emphasize this enough. Fuck that guy. I hate him. He is He's not rolling with Roland. He is, he is the Toro Tal- He was the Toro Calican. Of the Bad Batch. I will stand by this all day and all night. Yeah, hate that guy. Really hope he doesn't return in season two because I still don't really understand Infested. He's a poser. He is a poser. Infested yeah, was just a complete like side mission episode. No way around it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still very confused yeah. by that episode. And 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 I, I want it to mean something more than it does, but it doesn't. And it, and that And that... And that makes me very irritated. Coolest new thing you noticed from the rewatch? But you like, you like, you like, you like, you like. I need to stop you right there. There's one thing you're forgetting. There's okay. one thing that that. What if Roland Rand is actually Snoke? Oh my God! You just figured it out. You just. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what if he's Ray's mom? Roland Rand is Ray's mom. Confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. Oh, this someone, all makes someone, sense now. Someone get Mike Zero on the phone. We're making a YouTube video. We're making. <laughs> we're getting that Star Wars click. We're getting that sweet, sweet clickbait money, baby. We're making it. Dishing out. it out, baby. Dishing it out. Dishing it out. Coolest new thing you've noticed from the rewatch. Go ahead. I I just the way, the way that Omega develops through this season and the way that she grows, and and every kind of moment where where I, I think for a lot of members of the bad bash too for this whole family the family dynamic and you know you know obviously hunter trying to figure out what that means for him trying to figure out what that means for the batch omega trying to figure out what that means trying to figure out how she can fit how she can contribute there's so many moments you know what when i when it when i'm kind of trying to watch through it 
like more conscientiously, you know, as you do when you're kind of have to have have to have something to say about it. There's so many moments that just go oh, ding, ding, ding. And it's such a fun thing and a sweet thing to see that dynamic because it really is heartwarming. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely get that. The the family so family is extremely of... important to Star Wars and like, and it, it's interesting and it, it, the, the specific dynamic is interestingly explored in this case. Yeah. So just all for me, just all yeah, all the little family moments. That's that's just what I'll say. Yeah, I'll I'll say, and it's not that I didn't realize about like the creep of fascism and stuff like that, but for me, the coolest thing I noticed from rewatch is that what what I love is how much it ties into not just like yeah, fascism is slowly creeping via the empire and blah blah blah, but what that actually means. Like, why is that? so bad and i'm not saying i didn't know fascism was bad but i'm saying that like especially because of what's released in the past year like you know there's that line from chapter 15 of the of the mandalorian where boba fett is flying and he sees the arquitans cruiser in slave one and he goes fennec it's this is not a spice dream the empire they're back and he says it with this horror and it was interesting at the time, but it means so much more now now that we know what the Empire, who they really are, and what they're really capable of. Like, yeah, I think... Like, like for me, Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi, but especially Andor, is why the Bad Batch matters. Like, yeah. you know, the slow creep of fascism is important as it pertains to affecting the lives of the people of Ferrix. And affecting the lives of the people yep. who have to travel through the path on Mapuzo and Jabim and all those planets, you know, it's 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 only it's only as it's only as terrible as the the most awful things it does to people. Yeah, I think yeah, I just think came... in a weird way. I think Andor. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Andor, I think, having watched Andor makes thinking about the Bad Batch even even more interesting, like you said, because that's the effect of it, and this is kind of how it comes into place. And you know, being able to see from a show as mature, unafraid to go there as Andor, being able to have that perspective and that added weight now when you're thinking about those things, it just makes the Bad Batch that much better. Yeah. And and, and what, what I love, and, and this is something I, I heard a lot, a lot of my friends, a specific shout out to friend of the show, Alden Diaz, who was saying this on Twitter, and I completely stand with him on this one. You know, he, a lot of, he was like, you know, a lot of people have been asking me what Star Wars, if I like the Bad, if I liked and or what Star Wars should I watch? And he's like, watch the Bad Batch. And I wholeheartedly agree that the Bad Batch is a really great companion piece to Andor because it answers one of the like it answers a really interesting question from that from Andor, which is you know we see this unchecked authoritarian fascist rule, and the Bad Batch covers the most extensively of how that was able to happen, how they the Empire managed to set up the structures that they would later abuse towards the citizens in things like Obi-Wan Kenobi and or Star Wars Rebels Rogue One and the original trilogy era as a whole. 
And I think it's 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 a really incredible foundational piece. And I think that it really shines here. Final question, favorite planet. I gotta go with Camino. Hashtag rip to Poca City. Hashtag but, rip to Poca yeah, City. Yeah. I mean it's where it all starts and it's where it all ends. Can't pick anything else. Yeah. For me, I, I alluded to this earlier, but for me, it's Boravio. I freaking love those abandoned cloning facilities. Classic, creepy, sci-fi alien vibes. Love it all. Can't get enough of it. And I really hope we go back to Boravio in season two. Absolutely. And actually, a planet we forgot to mention last episode that I saw you had as your background gives, deserves an honorable mention, the Wayland. Oh um, yeah, the the last scene, the whale. The, la scene, the last scene of of Bad Batch of, of the, we we forgot to mention in the last episode of Bad Batch season one, where where Nalase is taken to the cloning facilities on Wayland in Mount Tantis, which is behind Jacob as we record this. And I will say this to you, Jacob. We still don't know what happens to Nalase. We have not seen a single second of Wayland in the first three oh, episodes of the Bad Batch. They're just going to... Oh, they're they're going to drag it out. They're, they're going to drag, drag it out. out. So we have not hard. seen a single second of Wayland in, in season two yet. What if we, we don't see it? What if it's only in... What if it just comes back in season three of The Mandalorian? Who just see, like, old... <laughs> or, 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 like... Their, like, retirement party day. <laughs> or, like, what if they, like... Or, like, I'm trying to think, like, what if they, like, tease... Like, like what if, like, in, like, the after credit theme, they're... Like the after, like the the post credit scene of of season two, they're like, oh shit, we forgot about that, or we forgot about that. Oh, they they, they would, didn't. They do they, that. They, they, they wouldn't. They 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 wouldn't forget about it unless they intentionally forget about it. They would unless they, they were trying. Uh, unless they were trying to make us forget about it, which they, good luck. They, but but yeah, absolutely. So much exciting stuff to be covered in season two but in the meantime we're talking about roy we're gonna go on with droids next week is a special episode we'll figure out what that is the week after we'll get into droids episodes one and two which we will be covering in the meantime hope y'all enjoyed epic confrontations eight big chungus versus bangers and smash i'm so glad that x team won i don't know because we're recording this the day before that records i, I uh, remember that one thing in the match where the where that one team did the thing that was really great. Or it sucks. Was, I don't was... know. <laughs> or it sucks. I don't know. But anyway, in the meantime, you can follow Hashtag us on Twitter. Time. Yeah, you can you can follow us on, on Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod, Instagram at Star Wars in a Galaxy. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be there. If we're not, email us, swinagalaxygml.com. Also with your hot takes and questions and six degrees of Star Wars and trivia, all that kind of stuff. We love hearing from listeners. And leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you can't really let help our visibility. And until next time, may the force be with you. Always. Always.